This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season one, episode number 32. We called this one the San Fran fail after the Cubs dropped two of the three games to the Giants. And we just went through that. We also just talked about the Cubs. Hall of Fame. We talked about some new rules changes, and we talked about David Ross' comments on Nico Horner. Now it's time to talk about the Cubs minor leagues. As three of the four affiliates are be playing postseason ball, and our next guest, James Triantos of the Myrtle Beach Cubs, they begin their postseason run on Tuesday. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast is James Triantos of the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. How you doing, James? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing good, man. You know, unfortunately, you got rained out. Um, I always, I love that obvious shirt that says baseball's better at the beach. You guys usually have pretty good weather, but last night it didn't work out for you. Yeah, it's been going pretty good. Every time it's supposed to rain, kind of, you know, just moved away from us somehow. But yesterday, not so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, I threw out the first pitch this year at, at uh, South Bend and it was, I'm not kidding you, James, 30 something degrees. And I'm like, next time, man, I, I got to head over to, to Myrtle Beach and see where it's at. Seems like the weather's a little bit nicer. A little bit warmer there in April, for sure. Now, now the warm weather for you is good. You grew up in uh, Virginia and uh, as you're growing up, what was it? How did you get into baseball in the first place? Um. I mean, I was playing wiffle ball with with my dad when I was three years old, um, and I just picked up a bat and, you know, never really put it down from then on. I love baseball, and I always have. And so it was. That, did you play any other sports besides baseball growing up, or was that your main focus? I played uh, baseball, football, basketball, and I used to wrestle when I was younger. Oh, wow. All righty, so if everybody, anyone throws up and in, you can take them down, a little double chicken wing or something, right? Yeah, I don't know about all that, but we'll, we'll see. Now, and, I, and I heard you can dunk a basketball, which, you know, I, I'm 5'8". I'm I think you're what, 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, I mean, I'd you, say I'm like 5'11", closer to six foot. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's still impressive that you're dunking a basketball, man. That's that, that has got to be impressive. So you grow up, you're playing baseball and you know, I also heard you did the Ozzie Smith backflip. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my buddies and I learned a bunch of different stuff around, over quarantine. You know, we just didn't have much to do. We just go run around and figure stuff out that we can do. Now, when so. you were growing up in Virginia, did you have any team, baseball team, that you, you watched that really kind of got you hooked or not too much? Um, I mean, my dad is a big Philly everything fan. So I grew up Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, everything like that. Um, so, I mean, I'd say that was the team that I grew up rooting for big time. Any players in specific? Uh On the Phillies right now, uh, Kyle Schwarber. Um, but I've been a big Mike Trout fan his whole career. So, yeah. Because um, he's from where my dad grew up, actually. And oh. my cousins go hunting with him in the offseason. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I always thought that was cool. We got to, you know, we got to meet, and uh, I'm in a group called Club 400. We had Kyle Schwarber come out a couple times, and Man, he's just a fun guy to root for. He's just a he's a baseball lifer. You just know that right away, you know. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's and he can hit the ball really far. Oh, I, I was there in 2015 when he put one literally on top of the jumbotron. It was amazing. Now, uh, when you were sitting there growing up, when did you start to think that being a, a pro baseball player was a real possibility for yourself? I don't really think it kind of just came about, um, you know, like as a realization. I think the more work I put into it um, and the more I got out of it, the more I realized that it could actually happen. I could become a pro baseball player. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Just the more dedicated I became to it, the more of a possibility it became. And so you committed to North Carolina even. Is that before you even started high school? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's, that's, that's gotta be crazy. So you, you get to, you know, your last season of high school baseball and, 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 and for most for most players that, you know, the, especially the really good players, they, they're two way players. And so you didn't only play on the infield, but you also pitched. Mm-hmm. And the story that I'm reading is, is that your team makes it to the state finals and that had to have been absolutely crazy because in the crowd, you got a lot of different people. You were uh, James Madison High School, mm-hmm. 712 batting average, 800 on base percentage, 23 stolen bases, 11 home runs. The thing that blew my mind, though, was two strikeouts and 75 plate appearances. And then as a pitcher, you go 9-0 and with a 118 ERA, 67 strikeouts against 14 walks. I mean – you are on the mound uh, for the state final, even though you pitched three days before. Mm-hmm. There were obviously the fans, uh, your families and stuff like that, but there was also a lot of scouts in the crowd. Did that kind of get you, you know, thinking a little bit more? Or did you just kind of just phase all of that out? No, I mean, it wasn't really about who was there. It was kind of about who I was playing with. Uh, I was playing with my best friends for, you know, like – my the, my catcher and I were have been best friends since we were seven years old, I'd say. So, I mean, making the most of that, being able to throw to him one last time uh, before everyone goes off to college and goes to their separate ways. Um, 
you know, kind of taking all of that in and appreciating it for what it's worth uh, one last time was what I was focused on. And, you know, of course, winning a ball game. But you you won the ball game. You had you had what you drove in the first run. You had a home run and you had what, seven shutout innings. Yeah, that, that that'll work. And, and, and the scout, the area scout that really, really raved about you was Billy Swoop, who's from mm-hmm. the mid-Atlantic region. Mm-hmm. You know, in those type of situations, he talks to you, kind of has some conversations. What kind of relationship is that? Uh, it's a really good relationship. You know, he still checks up on me every couple of weeks. He was actually at one of our games uh, three weeks ago, talks to, you know, my parents a good amount too. Um, it's, a, it's a great relationship. He was at a lot of my games in high school. He would sit down and talk to my dad or mom about whatever questions they wanted to ask and learn about this whole process. You know, it's just, it's great. We still, we still talk to him just, you know, every week. Yeah. He was absolutely insistent that the Cubs draft you. And so, you know, you, you go, you have that great championship game, um, Mm -hmm. but then you got to do a workout in between, you know, your high school career and the draft. And that was at Myrtle beach of all places, you know, (laughs) How, how is you're sitting here in front of the different scouts and, and, and all that stuff and, and they just what run you through a few drills kind of throw get you some pitches going how did that work out uh i mean we warmed up got you know got our arms loose and then they actually had me throwing from the outfield for uh, i don't know 10 10 minutes and then i went into the infield and did some took some grounders at third and short and then uh, hit BP and that was that. And, and, and the, that BP session, you know, it definitely impressed plan plenty. I mean, swoop already believed in you, but Justin stone and some of those guys were just talking mm-hmm. about your swing and your plate coverage. Obviously when I was going over the numbers of, of the amount, you know, what you hit and, and how few times, you know, you struck out. I mean, that was just really, really amazing. So draft day, right? Take me to draft day right here is that you are drafted in the second round, 56 picks. The Cubs were just praying that you would be right there. And you were, you have what family and friends hanging out with you. I had, uh, four of my best friends and my mom and my dad there with me and my sister. Now I'm sure the Cubs are not the only ones scouting you. What other teams were kind of taking a look at you? The Rangers, um, Orioles, Red Sox, um, Brewers. I oh. think there were like one or two more, I want to say. Something something like that. James, that would have killed me if you would have went to the Brewers, man. That would have been disaster. Phone rings, you pick it up, and who's on the other line? Uh, Dan Kantrovitz. Dan Kantrovitz, okay, so – in charge of scouting, vice president of scouting and stuff like that. And he says, Hey man, we want you to be a cub. And you had no doubt that that's where you wanted to go. Right. I wanted to be with the Cubs. Yes, sir. For sure. And, and so now you, you know, it's always interesting when I talk to prospects about how, you know, you're the big fish in the little pond when you're in high school, but then you end up going out to the Arizona, Arizona complex league. What was that like when you show up to Arizona and you see the facilities and you see all the players around there? I mean, that's gotta be kind of a little bit of a culture shock. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I was, you know, I was a little, I was nervous um, for like the first two, three weeks, I'd say, just because, you know, I'm walking in and I see all these, you know, big college guys that they intimidated me a little bit, but everyone was really nice, um, you know, just learning about how to go about things and what pro ball's like, um, you know, once I, once I started going, getting on a regular schedule, started playing games, I got back to, you know, being, playing like me, um, feeling like myself, and, you know, I just went out every day and had fun playing like I get to play baseball every day not many people get to do that so making the most of that and enjoying myself was biggest part yeah you know it didn't take you long to get it going because in 25 games you hit 327 with six homers 14 extra bases hits and a 970 OPS so you were the ACL player of the month which is pretty cool and so you start 2022 in Myrtle Beach like I said, I've never been there personally, but the facilities look amazing and, and you can't beat Myrtle Beach, you know, as far as weather and fun things to do around there. But mm-hmm. talk to me about that first half, because you were the winningest organization in minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we had a great group. It wasn't really just talent. It was we were with each other all the time every single day, whether it's on the field, off the field, like go, you know, hang out with everyone. We just, we all had great relationships together. I mean, we still do. Um, and it, you know, we, we bonded together and it's went out and played every day. Like, you know, everyone wants to win and it seemed like we were ready not only to win, but to kind of dominate every single day. Yeah, I mean, 47 and 19, so you guys take the first half. So you are, you've already punched your ticket into the postseason. Do you guys know potentially who you're facing just uh, uh, coming up pretty soon? Um, it's either going to be Charleston or Columbia, I believe. I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost positive it's Charleston or Columbia. Okay. And, and you guys had a good battle with Charleston in the first half. I mean, I think you got you beat them by what, one game? Yeah, one game. They – we had to win a game or they had to lose and they were down the whole game and they walked it off in the bottom of the ninth uh, to win it. And we ended up going into extra innings and winning our game. So we ended up clinching. Now, again, you know, there's that part of you're trying to win games, but there's also a developmental aspect to the um, minor league system. So, you know, a lot of guys moved out of Myrtle beach, especially I think your entire starting rotation, moved up to South Bend. So how much of it is that a, an adjustment as that kind of goes on throughout, like, say, like the second half of the season? I mean, you know, people are always going to get moved around, but it's we still have a good amount of guys that are, like, the same core um, and, you know, remember what it was like. So we got to – that's our job to, you know, keep up the morale and keep working every day and, you know, setting a tone, stuff like that. Um and I, I mean, everybody still hangs out with each other. It's still the same thing going on. It's just, you know, it's 
good team where we're all friends no matter where you come from it's you know it's a great team to be on and so as you kind of look in this your season's winding down here you know a couple weeks left you know where do you see as far as the progress you've made in your hitting and the progress you've made in your fielding what what are some things that you've been working on and and really feel like you've kind of accomplished so far this year um i'd say that i've gotten a lot better at third base this year big time like I was in spring training I was a little bit uncomfortable but um the more ground balls I took uh and as the season went on just getting used to making some sort of plays and trusting my instincts instincts um was I've, I've gotten improved in that aspect um you know hitting just sticking with your craft um, going out there every day and trying to be consistent, just, you know, doing what, doing what I know, uh, how to do best and, you know, not like trying to change it too much, like trusting in it. Because when I start changing a bunch of things at the same time as when I get into a funk, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so the funny thing that, that, that I was kind of looking at is, you know, uh, you've had Kevin Alcantara down with you for a while. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the funny thing that I read is that Owen Casey uh, with South Bend is a redhead and uh, he got the nickname Rojo, mm-hmm. which means red in Spanish. Who gave you the, your nickname Rojito, which means little redhead? Um, it started in the ACL. Um, that's I like, from the first day on, that's kind of what everyone was calling me, just Rojito. Like, I was just, all right, uh, that's my name now. Is so, that what they call you now in the dugout hit too? Uh, a lot of people call me Tree um, as of recently because uh, Buddy Bailey started calling me Tree at the beginning of the season, so everyone else followed him. Hey, you, you have to because Buddy Bailey is a legendary manager. What does he bring to the team for you guys? Um. He's he's such a good manager. He's 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 so fun to play for. It's kind of like if you show up and you're accountable and you get your work done, like he's gonna be happy with you. But like if you're slacking off whatsoever, it's it's not gonna slide. It's kind of like he he won't he holds everyone accountable to everything they do, and it's it's nice. I like it a lot. And so playing with the Cubs organization, like you said, you know, you, a lot of you start in the ACL. You may see each other over in um, uh, Mesa, which is where I met you. And then, um, you know, are there other players that you're kind of keeping a tabs on, like as they're going through the minors, like friends of yours that you just want to like maybe you check the box scores or anything like that, that you're kind of like, oh, you know, I wonder how he's doing or so on and so forth. Um, I mean, of course, B.J. Murray is a big one that I'm, you know, always checking on because we lived here in Myrtle. Um, we live together in spring training too. So, you know, spending every day for like three, three months with them, um, was, you know, I'm obviously going to be supporting and rooting for him, uh, up in South Bend and he's been hitting pretty well recently too. So it's nice to watch. Nice. And, and, and if you were to tell someone to come down to South Bend or I'm sorry, Myrtle beach and say, Hey, you got to see my teammate play. This guy is amazing. Like who clicks in your head where you're just like, you enjoy just just being there and just watching that person on a daily basis. Kevin, like he's Kevin Alcantara is just watching watching him move across the outfield is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Just 
I'll watch a ball. I'll watch a ball go up and go like, oh no, that's in the gap, and Kevin's under it like three seconds later. I'm like, okay, all right, that's nice. And then you know, casually hitting balls 110 miles an hour is also fun to watch. Yeah, so. it, it, it's it's you know, when I think about the outfield that you guys had in that first half, plus the rotation, I was like, no wonder you guys dominated. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, so have you ever had the opportunity yet to go to Wrigley Field? I did in the off season uh, this past year. I went to Chicago for the first time with my dad. Was it winter time or, or or you know? It was November, so it was pretty cold. Were you able to get inside the stadium? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was so they, cool. They took you around, man, and so you know. As we kind of go around and we check things out, man, like I just, you know, talking to you and, and and getting to know all the prospects here, it's like my dream as a season ticket holder is one day to see you at Wrigley Field at third base, same place mm-hmm. where I watch, you know, where, where my dad watched Ron Santo and talk about Bill Madlock and, and, and Aramis Ramirez up into Chris mm-hmm. Bryant. So, you know, really hoping the best for you in your career, James. Appreciate you hopping on. And then yeah. uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely check in with you next year at uh, South Bend, where I where I anticipate you'll be playing. But I just want to wish you the best of luck in your career, and and I, I dream of seeing you one day at Wrigley, and I'll be there cheering for you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Take care, James. Yeah. Have a nice have a nice day. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 